Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. (laughs) And Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we have with us the other Alex. We were going to have the other Alex, but there's a slight problem with the sound. Chris, I don't think you can call us both the other Alex. I don't (laughs) think it works that way. I've done that on every single episode. I'm going to continue to do it. Um, Well, either way, uh, we just watched Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom. Why, God, why? I'm the one who chose it. Listen, personally, I'm really happy that dinosaurs are part of the resistance now. So, uh... <laughs> Thank you, Indoraptor. <laughs> <laughs> sir, Eli Miller, sir, sir, Eli Mills, sir, resign, sir. <laughs> you are a shame to this office. How dare you? How dare you? How dare remember, you? Remember when the Ankylosaurus got booed out of that restaurant for trying to eat? <laughs> Shit. I didn't know we were going to start like this. Uh, How long have you been sitting on that? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Cross that one off. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, so... Uh, yeah, this movie, not great. I, I think we can all tell right off the bat that this is a movie that we are not going to enjoy. But uh, before we go any further, Parker, do you have any news? Please be gentle. I just want to announce the launch of our Patreon. And for $200 million, we can finally do this show the right way. Exactly. We're going to get some puppet strings, we're going to string up Carrie Fisher, and we're going to do it the way it was meant to be done. Uh, oh, no. I, uh, I'm actually going to donate to that because I want to see what you need because <laughs> the last Jedi was bad. <laughs> do, do you think they're going to get all the money and the rights and all the actors back? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark Campbell, so here's the thing. Well, I mean, the important thing is to have, like, a screenwriter who's actually good at this besides Ruin Johnson. Let me tell you, a young name, and this might be a little bit of nepotism, how about Max Landis? <laughs> At this point, I'd rather talk about fucking Russian Twitter bots than The Last Jedi. I'm so tired of Star Wars. <laughs> the six months has aged me 20 years. Tell you what, Parker, I'm going to give you a little bit of respite here. Speaking as someone who did not enjoy The Last Jedi <laughs> at all, check out our podcast, please donate. 
I I really have to admit here, this isn't that big of a deal that people, I understand this is a way for us to make jokes and everything, but people trying to collect $200 million to write a new script, they're never going to do it, and the movie's always going to be there for you, and they're still going to make episode 9, no matter what the fans want. So, like, who cares? This isn't a big deal, alright? I, I know a lot of people bitch and moan and stuff like that, but in the grand scheme of things, this isn't huge. Chris, you say that, but some Bitcoin millionaire is absolutely going to fund this. Oh my god, you think Elon Musk, who by the way, top 10 dumbest name in the world, is going to do this? He's going to cast Grimes, top 20 dumbest name in the world. <laughs> now that's a good top 20 name right there. I want this to go through more than I've ever wanted anything in my life. It, oh, it's because you read through the Twitter thread, and every single comment that suggests an idea is the worst fanfiction idea you've ever read. I, I, I really like Ruin Johnson sighing out saying, oh, please do this. <laughs> like, that is such a power move right there. Like, I love this guy now. He, so he needs, to, he needs to donate to the Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah he should. He should put up some of his own money. We should... That should be our new sponsor. We should plug his Patreon every week until it's oh, full. Oh, absolutely. Free advertising. <laughs> Official... You get it right here. Official petition of real deal no sex appeal. The Last Jedi remake. It's like it's like those people that say don't give me a birthday gift, donate to the local animal shelter. <laughs> don't give us money, give it to the Last Jedi remake. We're gonna make this movie the right way. Also, we're not recasting and one of the main characters is dead. We'll figure it out. We're gonna be we're gonna be credited as the executive producers. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> we're gonna exuber corpse and <laughs> giant fucking wacky balloon <laughs> executive producers Christopher Field Big Bob Pataki <laughs> how many different email addresses can I make and donate under <laughs> and you go through the credits who's butts at terribleblog.net oh thank you little homie gay ass for your $400 contribution <laughs> little homie gay ass <laughs> Alright, so we have another piece of news we got to move on to. Uh, you guys have Netflix, right? I do. Unfortunately. Now, the unfortunate thing, that makes you racist. Yeah. Uh, I always knew it was coming. As it turns out, one of I don't even know what his official position was with Netflix, but as it turns out, uh, terrible idea to uh, drop the N-word. Full stop. Uh, I mean, but it makes it worse to do it in a meeting with other black people and try to explain <laughs> the usage of the word in comedy to these black people. Well, well that's that's the both thing. sides. <laughs> you, you can't just uh, you can't just cut a racist joke from a meeting. You know, you kind of stop exactly. with it. Yeah. What if the joke is really funny and we're just not hearing that side of it? <laughs> in short, Netflix is a land of contrasts. They have a show called Dear White People. Folks, I got some thoughts on that. We just <laughs> look in the next 20 minutes here. <laughs> but if there was a show called Dear... Oh, so I'm fired then. Can, can somebody get Chris's dad on the phone? <laughs> oh, you say that. Actually, I am going to be making an attempt at some point to uh, call up my dad during the recording of this podcast to have him explain something. You, you know, my dad's actually a hydrogeologist, and he has several fossils throughout the house. So I'm going to try to get my dad's expertise. I don't know if it'll work. Um, if it doesn't work, I'll just cut this or something. Who knows? But uh, let's see what I can do. So Did, uh, he, uh, did he ever try to revive one of those hot fossils to give you a little sister? 
<laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> an operation. I got T-Rex blood coursing through my veins right now. That's why my arms are so goddamn useless. <laughs> <laughs> Little flailing baby hands. Did, is that what Ray Lewis used instead of, like, deer antler juice? He just used T-Rex blood during that Super Bowl? Yes. No wonder it went undetected. Julian Edelman is innocent. Is there any other news? How do you always... No. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, I was actually going there if he wasn't. <laughs> if somebody would come up with the idea of injecting their players with T-Rex blood, it's Bill Belichick. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, no other news? Nothing comes to mind? Nah, this episode's gonna be long enough as is. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, you are so there's right. no need to talk about anything else that happened. I guess we don't even need to talk about what we watched recently. Yeah, I don't really I have, watch I have I have very much ready for this segment. So oh, okay, well, all right. I only have one yeah. thing. I'll talk I got about I got one thing that's not a movie. So I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I watched I completed Tales from the Crypt. I'm, I will not talk about every single episode. I will not give you takes from the crypt, but uh, I'll Damn. say this. Uh, takes from the Chris? Ooh, hey. <laughs> that, you can have that one for free, buddy. That's a solo <laughs> podcast after Parker and I get into our first fight. So, uh, <laughs> episode got... 8 is one of the best. No, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, here's why Chris Hemsworth actually isn't funny. Okay. Whoa, 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 you know whoa, what? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tales from the Crypt is, upon completing it, I'm, I'm trying not to cry here, guys, because <sighs> fucking love this show, all right? <laughs> and the Crypt Keeper is strong, and he's my friend, and he's real. He's as real as I want him to be, and that's corporeal. <sighs> so I'm holding off on watching the first two movies of Tales from the Crypt because I know he appears in them. I'm going to hold off on watching those until we do a full episode on them because guess what? Those movies... I, I need more Crypt Keeper in my life. I'm going to download a program and just, like, compile all the Crypt Keeper segments. Cut out all the other shit with you know, Tim Curry having sex and everything. It's just going to be, you know, Crypt Keeper having fun because, God, I love that show. And, and it makes me really happy. Also, I finished watching Gravity Falls. Yes, it's a children's cartoon. That show fucking slaps. Parker, what did you watch? The only thing of note is, so, Fallen Kingdom was directed by a Spanish man named J.A. Bayona. I'm sure that's how you pronounce it because I'm very cultured. His first movie is a little horror feature called The Orphanage that Guillermo del Toro helped produce. That movie is spooky as fuck. It is infinitely better than Fallen Kingdom is, and it features a bunch of creepy ghost children. I watched that about an hour before I left for the theater, and I wish I just stayed home to watch it again, to be honest with you. It's very good. I had to read it. It was a movie I had to read, so I didn't appreciate that. That knocks it down about three stars. But other than that, pretty good. Oh, that's a good use of your time. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Alex, please hit me with that upgrade talk. All right. All right. I'll start with upgrade, because boy, howdy, my movie pass has been putting in some mileage the past couple weeks. Give me your money for it. All right. So here's the thing about upgrade. Before I actually get to the movie itself... I have figured out Blumhouse movies and entirely what their appeal is now. Like, this movie really, like, it just clicked as I was watching the ending of this movie. Like, the thing with Blumhouse movies is whenever you sit down, you have absolutely no idea how the movie's gonna end. Sometimes it'll be good, sometimes it'll be bad, but everything is in play. And, like, I think back to the movies that I've seen. Like, 
Um, did either of you guys see Truth or Dare? And by either of you, I mean Parker? Not yet. The second, I think it just leaked yesterday, and uh, that is, that will be featured very shortly. We'll say that. All right. Well, the first hour was good as hell, and the ending is fucking awful. But, like, as you're sitting through the ending, you're like, all right, this could go in, like, 17 different directions, and I don't really know what's happening here. Um, So, and, like, even when I thought back to, like, Get Out and stuff, like, there were, like, three different points that that I was sitting there during Get Out, like, oh, this movie's about to end, and then, like, something else would happen. And it's just curveball after curveball and like even if you're not really into the movie you're you're always just focused on like oh i wonder what's gonna happen like i wonder how they're gonna tie this all together even though there's like a 60 percent chance it's gonna suck i can tell you with full confidence i did not expect the first insidious to end the way it did my god does that movie take some turns so i am gonna talk about the ending to uh um, upgrade here because yeah truthfully it's really not going to take you out of the movie and chris is never ever ever going to watch this so that's right (laughs) um so first first note about upgrade there's some fantastic facial acting in this movie because basically the premise of the movie is this dude gets uh paralyzed in a uh in an automatic car accident and they insert a robot chip into his body and it gives him like superpowers basically I mean, not, like, real superpowers, but he gets, like, full use of his limbs back. Like, he eventually turns over more and more control of his body to the computer and, like, does, like, crazy shit and fights people. But the whole time, like, he's not in control of his body. So there's some wonderful facial acting in the fight scenes where the dude is just, like, punching people repeatedly in the face with this surprised look on his face. <laughs> like, it, it's it's really well executed in a lot of ways. Um, it's a nice, breezy, like, 96 minutes. Like, you're in and out. There's you know, there's no fluff. You're not wasting time in this movie. It was really like like I thoroughly enjoyed that. So the ending, basically what happens in this movie is the whole time you think this uh, this like techie guy is like responsible for everything and he's he looks like a cross between Justin Bieber and a Keebler elf and it's kind of off putting. <laughs> like I, I I'm not sure he can actually act, but he just like looks like an evil techie, so it doesn't really matter. So. At the beginning of the movie, there's this automatic car crash um, where, like, these dudes come and they kill this dude's wife and they leave him paralyzed. And then he gets the the chip and, like, he's trying to get revenge the whole movie. At the end of the movie, he goes to, like, the the guy's lair and the guy's like, oh, like, I'm not the one behind this. The computer chip made me do it. And I'm like, okay. All right. That's a little bit of a curveball. I see where we're going. Um... So, like, at this point, there's, like, this struggle for control of the guy's body as he's, like, trying to fight off the computer. Um, at some point, like, the, the, the techie dude gets stabbed, and there's, like, a police officer that was, like, chasing him there. So, and she's, like, like he's, like, uh, the robot is, tr- or the, yeah, the robot's trying to shoot the police officer, and the guy's trying to stop it because he thinks she's a decent person. So there's, like, this inner struggle, inner struggle, inner struggle. You hear a gunshot, and the screen fades to white. The dude wakes up at a hospital bed, and his dead wife is next to him. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? What is this movie doing? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> so, like, they're having a conversation, and it's like, yeah, you know, you survived the accident. Everything's fine. All of the sudden, snap cut back to right where the movie was when he left off at the computer. It's like, oh, yeah, I was just waiting to mentally break him. I'm in full control now. Shoots the police officer in the face, and the movie ends. Oh, my God. It's like... There's, like, seven different points where you have no idea what's coming next, and it's like, I have to see how this ends. And it ends in such an oddly satisfying way with the dumbest possible ending, and I couldn't get enough of it. I want to go back in time and see this instead of Jurassic Park. (laughs) I'm so mad. 
God so damn I. it. Oh, it sounds incredible. It, it's like, um, I, I just, I can't even, like, put into words how, like, I'm sitting there. Like, it cuts to the thing where they, like, do the fake out where they make you think it's a dream sequence. It's like, oh, son of a bitch movie. You are not doing this to me. And then they don't do it to you, and you're so relieved. Because the only thing I knew about this movie forever was that it looked just like Venom with the guy who looks just like Tom Hardy. Yeah, basically this <laughs> dude is like 50% Tom Hardy and 50% Ashton Kutcher. And like both in the way he talks and the way he looks and like the way his mouth moves when he's speaking. And like it's really jarring because it's like some of the time you're like, oh, he's doing Ashton Kutcher now. Like, oh, he's doing Tom Hardy now. But like it, it you think he's like Ashton Kutcher on purpose? <laughs> Yes, I actually oh, that's do. Awesome. Like, that's like, even I, it's, it's something else. Like, I will fully expect you to report back when you finally see this movie. Oh, hundred percent. Don't worry. All right. You will I, know when I've seen it. You'll feel yeah. it. <laughs> the universe will just suddenly be whole. <laughs> um, I saw another movie with Movie Pass recently that I was oh, texting my good pal Parker during. Yes. So. Chris, I'm going to set up like the premise of this movie, and you tell me if this sounds interesting or not. Okay. Alright, so it's the future. They're in Los Angeles, and there are, there are like clean water riots. You start off the movie with a bank heist gone wrong, with a dude taking a bullet in the stomach, and his brother, who's on the bank heist crew with him, takes him to this secret hospital for criminals, run uh, by Jodie Foster, I'm in. Okay. whose orderly is Bautista... I'm so in. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's in this movie for like 15 minutes. Oh. Charlie Day's doing an extremely hammed up bad Italian accent, like oh. I imagine the Italian Elon Musk Twitter account talks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the moon. The, the bae from the Tom Cruise mummy is an assassin who's trying to kill somebody in the hospital, but you don't know who it is. Like, there's all these moving parts, and like, this sounds incredible, and the movie fucking sucks. Like, it's oh, so disappointing because they're so close. One of the things that I said to Parker while I was watching this was, if this movie came out in 2022, it's part of the John Wick cinematic universe and Keanu's <laughs> in it for 90 seconds, they recast the lead and cut two of the subplots to go nowhere, and this movie's like an 8.5 out of 10. Like, it's so close to being there, but at the end of the day, the lead sucks, the two coolest characters die off screen, um... <laughs> Like, there's, there's like, 17 subplots, half of which don't get resolved, and the ones they do resolve you don't care about. Characters just sort of come in and out. It doesn't really make any sense. One thing I will say to this movie's credit, though, they kill Charlie Day by sticking his head into a 3D printer, which is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, this is, like, it's, like, the worst kind of, like, Tarantino knockoff, too, where, like, somebody says a one-liner and then a song from the 60s starts playing. Like, I mentioned this to you in a text, but we've been talking that day about the prime that was 2000s action movies. And then every time he described Hotel Artemis, it just made me think of Smoke and Aces and how that should have been a good movie. And yeah. it was absolute yeah, yeah, balls. Yeah. That movie, boy. <laughs> Do you think my dad likes it? Oh, I bet. <laughs> every pharma. Hey, Chris, look, Ben Affleck just got shot. You know what's going to happen. All right. Um, I've, I've got a couple more to get through here. Um, one of them I watched, like, I'm I'm helping my mom out with some stuff at home right now, and the only upside of it is that I just get to abuse the on-demand and watch movies in the middle of the night, oh, yeah. which has resulted in me seeing a lot of trash, a lot of which I'm going to just not even talk about. But one of the movies that I sat down and watched was called Traitor. It's from 2008 and stars Don Cheadle and Guy Pierce. 
And basically, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty like generic like oh there's there's a like uh, there's a bad guy but he's actually a double agent and the FBI is trying to catch him because they don't know he's a bad guy and only his handler knows about him and then his handler dies and yeah but anyway uh, Don Cheadle's like an explosives expert who's giving bombs to terrorists but like, he's actually working for the good guys. I bring this up for two reasons. One. So Guy Pierce's partner in the FBI in the movie is the dude that played uh, Buck Compton on Band of Brothers, who, as Parker will remember from watching the wonderful movie Ravenous, is also the first person that Guy Pierce eats. <laughs> so like that's just playing in the back of my mind the whole oh time, which was hysterical to me. It's like these dudes are these dudes are trying to play good cop bad cop, but 150 years ago, one of them ate the other one. Did you imagine the music playing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The you other thing, if you want music to put underneath this segment, just pick any song from <laughs> Ravenous. You'll lose just start every mashing listener. a xylophone and like you're close enough. The, but the, the real reason, <laughs> the real reason I wanted to talk about this movie is the twist, which is incredible. So like Don Cheadle is like a double agent, and he's like like basically they bring him to the United States. He's an American. They bring him back to the United States. Because he's supposed to go around to all these terrorists and, like, like give them their bombs and tell them how to, like, detonate them. And, like, you know that he's, like, trying to, like, play these guys, but you don't know how. And the payoff is incredible. Because, like, the terrorist plot is they're going to bomb all these buses on Thanksgiving at the same time. So, like, you see all these people getting on buses and stuff as, like, the climax is coming. Um, and, like, they're all, all their watches are synchronized, so they're all, like, supposed to blow, like, right at the same time. So, <laughs> they cut to the fucking guy, like, they cut to one of the guys as his watch turns, and he stands up and, like, like presses the button on his vest, and nothing happens, and then the second guy that they were showing in this, like, montage also stands up on the same bus, and then the third person, and it turns out that the way Don Cheadle rope-a-doped him was to put all the suicide bombers on the same bus. So this one <laughs> bus in the middle of nowhere just explodes. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> it was like... I, like, like you knew something was gonna happen. Like, you knew that he was gonna find some way out of this. But like, there was nothing apparent in the movie other than the buses all looking really samey. But they're buses. Like, it was such an incredible payoff. And the CGI in this movie is balls. So the bus explosion also looked like shit. It was, it was wonderful. So what's um, better, Don Cheadle's plane in that, or Don Cheadle's accident in the Ocean's movies? Ooh. I gotta go with the plan, just because putting all the suicide bombers on the same bus <laughs> is never so good. See it coming. <laughs> There's just like two seconds where they're all staring at each other, standing up, and then one of them presses the button. The bus just explodes. <laughs> so it looked like, wait a second, was I supposed to? Were you? All right, well, Allah, <laughs> 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 I guess. <laughs> all right, just a couple more here. Um. I ended up watching two zombie movies, which is shocking for me because yep. I kind of fucking hate zombies. Yeah, like you know. not not like in like a their scary way. Just I find them exceptionally boring. The like, first but one. We're the real monsters, Alex. You get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Social really, uh, really snuck that uh that that ham-fisted social commentary. You get it? Thank it's only been movie. fifty years, and do you get it? <laughs> All right. So the first one, our good pal Repick, had me watch Dawn of the Dead with him, the Zack Snyder one, and it was fine. <laughs> Like it was. That movie now, is I'll be very on- watchable. I'll be honest. Like 
50% of my enjoyment of this movie came from the fact that the security guard, like, the head security guard was played by the same guy that plays Doug Stamper on House of Cards. And I said, <laughs> is he gonna give such and such the stamps at least 40 <laughs> times? And laughed at every single one of them. But yeah, that, the movie, Once like... again, I love that you have not changed. Because <laughs> all I think about is the time we watched Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. For two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like, I, I have to say, like, much better than most of the zombie movies I've seen. And also, I respect the fact that, like, they had their premise, they executed their premise, they got in, they got out. It was fine. Like, So it's Zack Snyder's best movie, right? I was about to say that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Zack Snyder's best movie. Not 300, like some people believe. Hey! <laughs> to be fair, 300 is certainly in the top three Zack Snyder movies by process of elimination. Yeah, when you look at BVS, Justice League, and Sucker Punch. Yeah, most likely. The other be- zombie movie I watched this week... <sighs> oh, sorry, real quick. Chris, does your dad like Sucker Punch? Uh, he never saw that. I saw that in oh, theaters. Oh, dear. So. Future oh. episode. Okay, sorry, I had to know. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, I finally finally saw Train to Busan and oh, like hey. I don't say this lightly like I, you, you guys know I'm a fan of hyperbole but this is not something that I would ever say lightly that's one of the best movies I've ever seen that movie awesome. is fucking incredible because I hyped like, it and made Chris watch it he was like yeah I didn't really like it I'm going to no, work now no that's not what I said that's not what I said <laughs> that's what I, yeah, I said that's that was pretty said. good here's the thing is when I compare it I compare it not only to other zombie movies but I compare it to other Korean movies uh, the movie does oh, a yes. lot of things extraordinarily well. Um, I, here's the thing. Alex, I want to talk to you about that overweight guy. What was that guy's name? I don't remember what his name is in the movie, I'm but he was my favorite right character. Yeah. yeah. That guy he, like, rules. Well, so, like, it was, like, weird to me when I realized, like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the movie that he was supposed to be a badass. Because, like, I thought he was just a fat guy. Like, I didn't uh, realize he was <laughs> supposed to be muscular. And then it's like, oh, okay, sure. Like, like I mean, I was fine with it. Like, it didn't take me out of the movie, but I'm like, oh. I, I'd seen that. This, guy, this is, like, the so. fat comic relief character. And like, oh, no, actually, he's just going to punch zombies to death. Okay. It's it's one of those movies that has restraint, and that's so rare for a zombie movie. I think it's so rare for a movie in general. That's and true, yeah. you guys know how I feel about thinking that most movies are too long and, like, thinking oh, yeah. that every movie, like, desperately, desperately needs an editor. This movie... Every time I thought it was, like, winding down and getting to the end, and it would keep going, I was like, okay, like, I like where this is going. I like what they're doing with the fact that you could have just stopped the movie right here and they get to the train yard, but you're gonna do this other thing. And then there's, like, other... Like, I find that Korean movies are actually very good about this, just, like, the multiple climaxes. Um, I don't know, I just, like, I... I was expecting to put this on and just sort of, like, have it on in the background, like, dick around and do other things, and I was just so into this movie, and, like, I couldn't get over the fact that I hadn't seen it yet. Like, this movie is so good. Like, I I can't say enough good things about it. Busan Hang is one of the ones where every single person who's watched it so far has had positive things to say about it. I don't think I've met a single person yet who said, yeah, they actually sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's... I don't know how you can make the case that this movie is bad. Like, this movie... I, 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 I'm, like, in it with this movie. I, I actually, I'm probably going to watch it again this week. I legitimately think it's a top three zombie movie. Uh, my top three would be this, uh, Paranorman, that's a good one, and Planet Terror. 
That is not and, the and, top and, three uh, I expected. And, but I and expected. some sort of bizarre like manga. I don't know which is better than the others. Did I, have, you, I have a very soft spot for it. Did you really like Planet Terror? Actually, I loved it. That was one of my best. I think it would be the number one theater experience I've ever had. If if you had a good theater experience, I could see that being like a great theater. I I also rewatch it like a lot. I that's a movie that to me it, it nails a lot. It was also when I started like studying movies and stuff like that. And I, I saw it with a couple of good friends. But I saw it as part of the uh, Grindhouse feature. So right after that, you had uh, Death Proof, and uh, I don't know. Planet Terror for me just hit everything that I wanted uh, the movie to be. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, 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 I was it, laughing it hysterically. It didn't do it for me. Like, it's not... Y- you know I love things that are over the top. And, like, I can't even describe in what wrong way it was over the top. I don't know. Like, I don't really know how to explain why I didn't like Planet Terror. I, it's like, weird. I, it's one of those ones where, I, I, like I said, I've seen it, like, a million times. I never get yeah. sick of some of the jokes in there. But it, maybe it's a personal one. And Paranorman, just... There, there were a couple of really funny moments in there. I don't even know if you considered it, like, a true zombie movie. But, I, I mean, the dead walk the earth at some point. I mean, I have to give it there, you know? Man. It's weird with Robert Rodriguez movies, because they're all over the top, but half of them work, and half of them do not work at all. There's, a, there's but they're a all, lot like, of, the exact same. It's so weird. There's a lot to be said for all the work that he puts in, all, like, all the different hats that he wears, you know? I'm not going to defend Sharkboy and Lava Girl over here, but, like, for him to oh, that's put in as much... The, the film debut of Taylor Lautner, dude, come on. Uh, <laughs> lest we forget... Man... <laughs> Uh, I'll never, I'll never until the day I die, I will never forget the time that we were just sitting in Ventrilo and Humby came in and just said, yo, that new Taylor Lautner movie looks fucking sick. And I <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's burned into my brain. <laughs> oh my god. I remember the silence and then laughing for about 45 minutes. <laughs> we could not progress with our day. <laughs> Oh man! Um, Every time we went through Netflix, like yo yo yo, you see the new Taylor Lautner movie? For <laughs> <laughs> the entire summer. <laughs> um. So, like I was saying before, uh, before we started recording, I saw Jurassic World for the first time. I'm gonna save most of that because it's gonna apply probably to what we're talking about. Mm. But I did want to make one comment that's not gonna come up. I'm sure. How the fuck is that movie PG-13? Uh, that yeah, movie is a question. goddamn bloodbath. Are you yeah. serious? Like, how is this PG-13? It is, and the thing is, it's not just the fact that so many people get killed. It's that the movie, it's the movie's tone about these killers. Yeah. Like, think yeah. about, like, in Jurassic Park. You see the lawyer getting killed, you're like, oh, that's cool. You see, like, that personal assistant who never did anything wrong. She's getting she fucking dies. thrown around by pterodactyls. She tortured. She, she, she gets fucking waterboarded by she these dinosaurs. She gets Vincent D'Onofrio's death. Well, she's just a side character who didn't think the kids were cute and texted a lot. She's just talking about she didn't so think mean. the kids were cute. She was just like, oh, I, I have other jobs that I'm supposed to do. Oh, wait, the kids are I'm just an assistant, just whatever. She was, she was just doing her damn job, and then she gets waterboarded and then eaten by two different dinosaurs at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's the meanest the, thing I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, like... Movie. And it, it was funny, because, like, I said this to Parker yesterday, but, uh... Like, the, the original aerial tracking shot when the pterodactyls attack, like, there were five minutes where I got super, super into the movie because that single shot is, like, Spider-Man 2-level incredible cinematography. Like, I just, like, like everyone's reaction was correct. Like The guy double-fisting the margaritas? Yes, yeah. the guy double-fisting yeah. the margaritas, of course. But, like, I, I was, like, instantly into the movie 
very temporarily when that happened. And then, like, it's like, oh, this is just going to be torture porn for ten minutes of uh, of pterodactyls attacking people. I'm kind of out again. Well, you, you you tried, movie. That woman I'll didn't say- even have a name. She didn't even <laughs> yeah. have a line. The second hour of Jurassic World is very watchable. Yeah. Not good, but it's, it's very watchable. not good, no. Jurassic um, World is not good, but it's somehow still the second best Jurassic Park movie. That movie... I think that movie would have been so much better if the CGI just wasn't shit. Like that, that's true. a good point. Yeah, somehow the dinosaurs in the first Jurassic Park movie from 1993 look better than the than the than the ones in this movie. And yeah. it's like it's Deus Ex some... Crocodile Monster at the oh, very end. Jeez, that fucking thing! I remember <laughs> seeing that in the theater and scream laughing so hard. <laughs> Oh is God. is that like the creature that that bore the weight of the world? No, it, it burped up the the entire world in that Stephen <laughs> King story. <laughs> it always comes back. Who to the Stephen fuck King. would make that thing? <laughs> Guys, I need some cool dinosaurs for our theme park. <laughs> um. All right. La- la- last movie before we can move on, yeah. uh, guys. I have some bad news. All right. The. Uh, the Boyfriend of the Year awards are canceled, and I've already won. Uh, so my girlfriend went out a couple, like two weekends ago, like drinking with her friends, and she texts me like in the middle of this and goes, "Oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot." I'm like, "Why? What? What's going on? What happened?" She says, "I thought anacondas were a kind of spider." <laughs> so I sat her down and I forced her to watch a very educational movie film called Anaconda. It's so good. <laughs> John Boyd's Cajun accent is the character of the <laughs> Can we get incredible. back to the fact that you're dating someone who thought anacondas were spiders? Look, she was drunk, so I'm gonna give her a pass, but more <laughs> importantly, I was able to use this to just, like, every time the snake would eat somebody, I'm like, yeah, but just think how scary this is gonna get when the anaconda shows up. Like, basically, <laughs> basically every joke we made when we watched Kangaroo Jack ten years ago <laughs> and, and mixed up Anthony Anderson and the kangaroo the entire time, like, <laughs> Like, Owen Wilson, who I forgot was in this movie, would make some yep. dumbass comment, and I'd be like, man, you think the anaconda lives inside of him? Like, <laughs> like, you think that's just a spider wearing an Owen Wilson suit? Jesus. Wow, I'm a spider. He unzips Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> a big fucking spider. <laughs> just two hours of, yeah, like, this snake is pretty scary, but... <laughs> So I'm sorry about your ex-girlfriend because I'm assuming that ended. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking about fucking the undateable. I don't understand. <laughs> Remember they're all hiding from the T-Rex and the one guy sees this and says, "Oh no, a snake! A snake!" And he runs out, gets eaten by the T-Rex. Runs into the waterfall like a fucking idiot. <laughs> one thing that does tie back into uh, this horrible, horrible movie we had to sit through: the scene where. Um, the scene where uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and the cut kid are trying to get out of the hatch while the dinosaur is attacking them from below. Literally a shot-for-shot ripoff of the climax of Anaconda when oh, J-Lo is yeah. trying to climb out of the smokestack. <laughs> it is identical. Like, And if I hadn't seen them both within like 96 hours of each other, I never would have thought about it. But I was like, oh my god, they ripped off this shitty sci-fi movie for their dinosaur movie that cost $200 million to make. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably if Chris right. Pratt was replaced by John Voight, better movie? Uh, I mean, movie. in every Chris Pratt movie, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting on a fucking boat in the water. All right, them dinos. 
movie is good as hell. Alright, you guys ready? Uh, so, hang on. Is it Ice Cube if that's in a rack? Or Anaconda? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh! Now I'm all fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> Movies are good. So, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Never mind, they're bad. <laughs> so, first things first, as, uh, as I walked into this, I sat down and I was wondering, why is it called Fallen Kingdom? I could only imagine what that is. I assume <laughs> that that is answered at the very end, so I guess we will get there. Uh, now, the opening scene, I've heard from multiple people, including a certain Parker Claire, that uh, apparently the opening, the opening scene is uh, not bad. I don't think that's the biggest compliment to say, hey, this wasn't bad. I thought it was fine. It was watchable. It yeah. was perfectly entertaining. Yeah. It's like, alright, cool, this is a nice cold open to a yeah, Jurassic Park movie. At least it's movie. like a, a faceless, nameless character who gets eaten by the water god monster. Considering five minutes later where we are in the movie with yeah. fucking Bryce Dallas Howard's yeah. lobbyist group saving the dinos. That movie, that five minutes is fucking Citizen Kane compared to the rest of this movie. Uh, yeah. You gotta learn to take the good stuff while you can. Like, yeah, I so. I went into this movie open-minded. Like, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe this will be a fine popcorn flick. And, like, that scene, like, the opening scene of the movie did not, like, dissuade that illusion from my brain. The next scenes, however. <laughs> I could not go in open-minded because you texted me because you saw it before I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, begging me, like, have you seen it yet? I just, I'm holding back so much. Please don't make me see it. <laughs> See, I, I went in actually uh, very open-minded, despite the fact that I had heard the hype about how bad it was, because I really hated Jurassic World. Like, uh, that's one of my least favorite movies I think I've seen, like, ever. It's not even the worst Jurassic Park. I don't understand. I, I think that's open to debate, but, uh... You I, should I watch just, The Lost World again, because that I middle act did. is four hours long. I, I've, I've watched The Lost World, uh, more recently than I have watched Jurassic World, but either way, they're, the middle, they're both really There's like 20 movies. minutes of just a baby T-Rex crying non-stop. Which, that, <laughs> that movie also is also ungodly. Fucking, yeah, but also, I just remember, like, I personally hated Jurassic World. It wasn't just, like, the wanton cruelty, it was just, like, the complete idiocy of most of the characters, and the really, like, there's a whole lot of stupidity that's rampant. See, one of the things that ties old Jurassic Park movies together is... Okay, obviously dinosaurs, but also <laughs> extremely stupid people who are incapable of learning. They were born without that part of the brain that allows them to learn, to adapt, to learn from certain mistakes. Huh, maybe a park that is full of dinosaurs is a fucking terrible idea. Now, Jurassic World, that's canonical. So they learn from John Hammond, and they, they saw what happened. And they still are like, yeah, let's let's put another park out there with dinosaurs that can kill everybody. It's a great idea. How fucking stupid are the people in these movies? Chris, Kids are bored I... of dinosaurs, so this one can cloak itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, sure. I don't disagree with anything you just said, but also, if Jurassic Park were real, I would 100% go there on vacation. Yeah, 1,000%. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, Which so just was that Kids are bored of dinosaurs, so we made one they can't see. Cool. <laughs> Good job, engine. You fucking idiots. <laughs> the fucking incel raptor is. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, 
the little hair. That's what girls at my school call me. The, the little, the little, uh, the hair talent things on the back of its neck perk up when it says you can play as a woman in Battlefield Five. <laughs> you press the button, it goes, Ree! and he just freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, basically, the way the movie starts off, besides that opening scene, where it goes shadow swords. What the, the item track. from the uh, sword is? You have, I guess, a lobbyist group. This looks like one of those New York tech startups or whatever, with the, like the brick walls on the inside. And uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who should have been appearing in front of the Hague for her crimes against humanity, is uh, working with teenagers now, I guess, uh, including calling a, a dinosaur veterinarian. Yes, Ooh. that's a thing. And uh, some systems analyst who does not get killed in the movie. She fucking calling up senators like, hey, we have to save these beautiful, majestic creatures. First of all, they're not real. Second of all, you should have been executed. Like, in front <laughs> of the entire world. <laughs> She fucking made the Indominus Rex, this ungodly monster that's a combination of everything that can cloak itself in snow. Like, what are you doing? Do you remember in the first movie when you learned that it had tricked them and that it had a possibility of escaping? Do you remember thinking to her, and she kept saying, okay, let's not close down the entire park, maybe just these parts. It's okay if we have a few casualties and a lot of money tied up here. And remember thinking to yourself, oh, so she's the bad guy, right? No, she lives at the end. We should close this exhibit and then just send in ten guys with guns that also have life bars. Because why not? <laughs> the life bars were incredible. It's like, seeing so that, good. I was like, there's no fucking way this is real. Like, <laughs> and, and, and if, you, if you watch closely, they kill the same guy's life bar three times in that montage. <laughs> like, so like, how I, could you not afford to just throw a different name on the screen? And a different face or something. So, uh, anyway, apparently the world is not taking any action. They bring in Jeff Goldblum for five seconds to talk about stuff that no one understands. Uh, I'll get to that at the end. And, uh, actually, I think at one point, now this is weird. I'm pretty sure at some point Jeff Goldblum quotes The Lost World instead of Jurassic Park 1. He says, in quoting John Hammond, that these animals need our absence. That's from The Lost World. So The Lost World is canonical. That stuff happened. San Francisco is a smoldering ash field. It's like <laughs> it's like Twisted Metal Two took place in Los Angeles, and now nothing's going on Check over there. Check that off on the bingo card. Fucking Axel is going along in his giant vehicle, getting killed by a T Rex, and I didn't get to see this. My brain. Not works. only did San Francisco happen, but they let them build another park anyways. <laughs> Well, it's in Costa Rica. We can't really do anything about it. Like, no, it's where the UN steps. And he goes, you will all be lined up against the wall if you make one more T-Rex. <laughs> the Geneva Convention has to account for prehistoric monsters. So a T-Rex destroyed all of San Francisco, a lot of people over there, and then they decided, let's make another Jurassic Park. <laughs> We did not learn our lesson. So anyway, Bryce Dallas Howard is like, we have to save the dinosaurs. They're beautiful creations of God that killed everybody. They she should have firebombed the island with her on it. She, she almost got killed by multiple dinosaurs. And she's like, no, we have to save them. They're beautiful crea creatures of God. No, God didn't make these. Speaking as a one <laughs> believer on here, God had nothing to do with this. You did this. 
this is you and Henry Wu and a guy named Blue. And, like, the entire time, you're the one who's creating this from fucking, like, serum and amber and all this other stuff. And, like, put frog I, jizz in a fucking mosquito, and all of a sudden you got this goddamn cloaking monster. No wonder she wants to say, she is the dinosaur mother, as Eli Mills tells her later on in the movie. You are the oh fucking dino mother. So, anyway, Eli Mills is this rich guy who you can tell immediately is going to be the bad guy. Like, no one has any mystery. No, no, hold on. He's not the rich guy. He's the rich guy's personal assistant. Oh, that's Let's right. Yeah, he is, he's the prospective rich guy. Uh, is that the guy that like, sounds like Ryan Riddles? Because that's all I thought of the entire movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. Right. Okay, so he has... Oh, this is going to be so embarrassing. Have either of you guys ever read Atlas Shrugged? No. Okay. I don't tried. Don't, I tried don't, really it's, hard. It's not worth it. Turns out that. Oh god, are you gonna <laughs> yeah. talk about his angular jawline? No, I'm not. No, no. Actually, <laughs> the I, about I, Officer Bar Brady. I, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do that. I was about to do. That. Okay, so actually, what I was going to talk about is uh, the third act of Atlas Shrugged is actually the one good part of that story because the rest of it is talking about trains and economic theory and just like, oh, would you get to the good stuff already? Some woman fucks a guy with an angular jaw or whatever. And then at some point <laughs> in the third act of the book, she takes a giant biplane like, uh, you know, uh, that guy in fucking Wonder Woman and uh, flies <laughs> away and lands in this, like, libertarian paradise that's, like, uninhabited by anyone else. You're like, Wait, things are getting kind of cool now. Wait, this is like science fiction-y. Anyway, he brings it, and the, the way that they designed that valley is entirely based off of Atlas Shrugged. So, Colin Trevorrow, congratulations. Welcome to the Libertarian Resistance. Uh, <laughs> that's entirely what I was thinking the entire time. I was like, oh my god, they're going to have Ayn Rand telling the dinosaurs how to not donate money. Chris, Chris, are you suggesting that the invisible hand created the Indoraptor? I think that my, the cloaked hand, the cloaked hand. The invisible yeah. talent of the free market. <laughs> now, Eli Mills tells her, this is illegal, and she says, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> let's just cross over a fucking border and rescue these endangered monsters that shouldn't exist in the first place. Let us sure. go into international waters, steal these horrible machinations of God's twisted mind, and let's move them over to uh, Ayn Rand's house. So, what could go wrong? So he's like, no, we need help. There's Blue, arguably the second most intelligent creature on Earth. That's Disagree. terrifying. I mean, you can argue that Blue is first compared to all these fucking humans, to be honest. I 100% would argue that, yes. If Blue could talk, he would be like, no, we have to die here. You yeah. have to leave. Caesar is home. So, <laughs> yeah, so, they, so they're like, oh, we have to go get Owen Grady. Hands up. Which one of you remember that Owen Grady is the name of Chris Pratt's character? Because I think I'm the only person on Earth who remembered that. When I offered you a thousand dollars to name his character, and you responded in five seconds, I dropped my phone. <laughs> I cannot believe you remembered Owen Great. I just watched that movie like two weeks ago, and you're like, "Oh yeah, Owen Great." <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going wrong with me. So he's the building his house. Shot like his the, daughter's up in the Overlook. He's building his house like the bad guy in Unforgiven, and uh, he goes to a bar to. Were they flirting with each other? What the fuck was that? Oof. I left you. No, you left me. No, 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 no. Come on. You want to talk about it? Like going, oh, this is what the movie's going to be. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they just cut that scene out and she was just like, look, we need help getting your friend. And who's his friend? Blue. 
you know, raptor number two from Jurassic World. None of those <laughs> raptors were distinct in the first movie. They were all essentially the same. The one thing that made Blue stand out from the others is that she was the beta. Who's the alpha? I am. Like, he's a fucking kindergartner <laughs> or something. And uh, apparently now she has a personality and ostensibly a soul. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to come over there. <laughs> I feel like you're taking umbrage with different aspects of this movie, though. Possibly. <laughs> everybody the bl- everybody buy Dude. the blue raptor toy. Did the Indoraptor go to heaven when he died? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about this time where they go to the uh, to the Hell Island, and they're looking at the dinosaurs, and they're just like they can see the dinosaurs, and they're just I think it's actually when they land, right? And they see that small dinosaur, that you know, the one that was a nightmare at the beginning of the Lost World. Uh, it's just in the shop. It's broken up. It's all the way that uh, a quiet place started. Uh, they see that. And I wrote down immediately. Dinosaurs aren't cool anymore. Cause like I, I thought dinosaurs were pretty awesome. You know, like even the Indoraptor is like, hey, that thing can kill people. That's kind of cool. And now you know what? The wonder has worn off. One of the best things about the original like Jurassic Park is you just get like people just looking in awe at the dinosaurs, mirroring the audience that they can see such sights on a big screen. Now it's like, oh, it's another dinosaur. I mean, that's that's the Steven Spielberg model, basically all of these movies. They're just people staring at things, saying, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, while in the background. Da, 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 da. <laughs> See, the problem is, like, these movies, for the most part, in theory, are made for kids. So every Jurassic Park movie would be a bunch of kids' first Jurassic Park movie. But they're just like, nah, you've seen this before. Who cares? There's dinosaurs. Whatever. It's not that impressive, right? Also, who is this movie for? Because any child under, like, 13 would have a real bad time with most of this movie. Oh, yeah, this movie's punishment. This is, like, worse punishment than making your kid watch Red Sonia. This is like your kid nightmares. The entire house sequence with the Indoraptor, if I saw that as a child, would have fucked me up for at least a year. Especially when she's hiding in her bed, but we'll get there. But like, I would rather sleep at a friend's house. Between that and then just the fucking, the entire dinosaur island is just absolute misery of these adorable, cuddly animals that don't hurt anyone. Also the raptors. So, uh, <laughs> Fuck them. So when they land, right, it, it has an extended shot. And whenever I see an extended shot in the movie, like, it kind of holds on something, it's kind of slower, and it's like, oh, I wonder what they're trying to do. I have learned that what that is. That is a tell. That tell is that they're trying to show, hey, I wonder how this looks in 3D. So, Parker, tell me about Ted Levine's face with the mirrored sunglasses, the scowly-looking military man. Did you know that he was a bad guy as soon as you saw that shot in 3D? I have seen the movie before, so yes. The second it showed him grimacing at the camera, and then the next scene there was just a giant bald guy with a massive beard holding a gun. Alright, so clearly they're going to double cross him, they're going to take Blue, and then we're going to have the movie. Now, can, Alex, you guys, can you guys please refer to him by his proper name, Dime Store Arlie Army? Oh, I, I could have done that. <laughs> that but, uh, was Alex. absolutely going to be his role if he was still alive. Yeah. 100%. Oh yeah, absolutely. Alex, I want to know, how do you feel about having Buffalo Bill as another villain in this movie? You knew that was him, right? Because yeah. the entire time, the en- all I could think about was Buffalo Bill joke. So it's just like, put the fucking raptor on the boat. <laughs> but it was very tasteless when Blue threw her cum at his face. <laughs> Not that kind of movie. Would you bite my arm off? I bite my arm off. 
<laughs> so hard. <laughs> I love that you're doing Richard Nixon right now. <laughs> Just pulling out dinosaur teeth. You don't know what pain is. <laughs> oh, that's By the way, hey kids, come watch these cute dinosaurs. Watch this pin down stegosaurus get its tooth ripped out with pliers. Having fun, like, kids? Aren't is, dinosaurs magical? It's fucking common after that. Like, oh, you'll feel that when the drugs wear off. Like, it's oh, like, so so he's I not just weird, that. he's also evil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this for? Like, have you, have you seen like, Chris I want to see the miserable dinosaurs. Have, have you seen Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec? Oh, oh yeah, he was a big old fat person, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to do any monk jokes, because he was also a monk. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not just evil, it's like cartoonishly evil. Like, they keep saying about the Republican Party, how they're comic book villains, everyone's like, yeah, right, but this guy is worse than a comic book villain, he's worse than Gargamel, you know? Just, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take out your tooth, I'm gonna show it to you, put it in your eye, like, look at all these other bloody teeth I have. I'm the villain! <laughs> Chris, can you tell me why exactly Gargamel hated the Smurfs? <laughs> I think it was racism. Was it just because he was I, mad that short people were allowed to exist? I'm going to put in like a blue man group, group underneath this, so... <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were setting up a joke, not just asking children's cartoon expert Chris about that. <laughs> yeah, I thought he'd know the answer. I, I did, I, look, I did not watch a lot of the Smurfs. He actually kind of put me on the spot there. It's just oh, like, uh, he fucking, uh, what? <laughs> that delivered in multiple ways, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I will have to keep that. So, uh, <laughs> I, so the one thing, the one thing that I liked about Jurassic World is uh, there's a part where uh, Chris Pratt has to gather up all of the raptors, right? And he meets Blue. I'm pretty no, it wasn't Blue. It had to have been someone else. Uh, he, he sees one of the raptors. He puts his hand out there. It's that scene. He's holding out his hand, and it looks like it's going to be a really tender, touching moment. In fact, they never do touch because they hear in the distance. The raptor looks behind and goes, and it gets bazookaed. That fucking thing gets murked. Its guts explode all over the screen. Children scream, and I laugh like an infant seeing some new colorful toys dangled in front of my face. I loved it. I seriously, it gave the movie an entire star. Uh, and they try to do something similar here for whatever wanton cruel reason I have no idea but he's like reaching out okay don't worry blue just trust me pow 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 <laughs> put it in the they dirt shoot him. <laughs> they shoot the cute little dog raptor and then you spend 45 minutes watching it slowly die on a gurney until they can rescue <laughs> it who the fuck is this movie for People who they literally animals. treat it like a dog, like in all the old videos that the little girl watches of him training Blue. Like she's basically just a dog, but a raptor, and you're just watching it slowly die on a table in agony. Like, hey kids, don't you love dinosaurs? How about we just fucking murk this one right here? This affront to God. Watch him die in agony. How about a blood transfusion? <laughs> uh, we'll get to the blood transfusion. Actually, yes, we will. No, no. Guys, oh, yes, we will. Something important here. Now, I've talked often about my father and how much I really want to get him on the podcast. Let's see if I can uh, call him up real quick and just get his takes on the lava that's flowing down from this <laughs> volcano. Now, uh, my dad happens to be a hydrogeologist. He works with the EPA. And uh, I, I'm just going to see if he has anything to say about this. Hey, Chris, what's up? 
Hey, Dad, I, I got a question for you. Some friends and I are getting into, like, a little bit of a scientific debate. We just saw a really bad movie. So, you remember when we were talking about, like, that molten lava was coming down from that volcano? And uh, you told us, like, who would be dumb enough to roast a, a marshmallow over it? Like, if you were that close to the lava, <laughs> you'd probably burn to a crisp, right? Click. Either that or die from the, uh, the fumes, because there's a uh, hydrogen uh, sulfide, I believe, comes up. It's, it's pretty pretty bad stench. But the, the heat would have been overwhelming. You know, think about when you try to do a, a marshmallow over a, a bonfire and your, and your stick wasn't long enough. Well, imagine, you know, flames that are hot enough that it's melting rock, and you get an idea of the heat. Exactly, and so about the the sulfur, like uh, the smoking and everything like that. So if you were covered in that stuff, you'd probably die from that as well, right? It, it's you know, the smoke, you mean? Yeah. Well, um, I guess I take yeah, it. Yeah, I guess, but it's, it's really the fumes from the hydrogen sulfide would get to you before that, I think. Well, that's that's very, about very, very uh, toxic gases. Okay, you know what? That's about all that I needed. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. Right, so when I see. Andy Dwyer just like sitting there all prone and everything and fucking triceratops looking at him and going, ew. I'm looking around like, fucking guys, are you seriously entertained by this? And the lava's coming down. He is inches from the lava. No, at one point he actually pulls his arm out of the lava. <laughs> yeah. That's how lava works. Fucking yes. what? Like, <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Oh, suspension of disbelief, Chris. You know, the science of blah, 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 fantasy. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You cannot do that because in the first movie they at least explained, here's what we're trying to do, all right? Here's, we have a reason for why we can resurrect the dinosaurs. Look at all the science. Yes, it's fancy, but we have, like, an idea for it. It's, it's like in Fight Club when they're making, like, uh, what, explosives out of soap or whatever. They don't show you the actual formula, but they say, yeah, it's such a thing is possible. I can suspend my disbelief that far. Here, yeah, I can just pull my arm out of the lava. I can just escape the smoke. They just get covered in the smoke, and it's like, First of all, Chris Pratt should be dead 20 times, all right? He should be very, very dead, and he's supposed to be alive during this? It was absurd. No, it made sense to me. Oh, yeah, that's that's a whole lot of words about, like, the generic deus ex machina that destroys the island. <laughs> I, like, I just thought that was one of the most one of the more ridiculous things in a movie full of ridiculous things. I mean, the blood transfusion, that's up there as well. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had also... I had about fifty million problems with this movie, and I think that uh, like the science was around like forty nine million on the list. So uh, I I have to say that uh, the science was a big one for me. But I also happened to skip over the prissy guy. Uh, I think his name was Franklin, um, the the one who was shrieking all the time. Boy, uh, that didn't get old. That's funny. The eighteenth time they did it in the first two scenes. You know what was more scenes. annoying than the screaming? Is that the T Rex? Is that the T Rex? Is that the T Rex? Dude, there are already six year olds in this theater. All right, I don't need you on this shit too. I don't. I don't know who that guy is, or like whose family must have been on the crew of this movie to get him this job. But like, that's how I imagine like the dude streaming Fortnite to like twenty seven people. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh jeez, that's actually really good. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up. I, I was I was know. really hoping his character would die, and he doesn't. Spoiler alert: he God, doesn't die. When it, they just like when they whisked him away, like in the middle of the movie, I'm just like, I hope we never see him again. Like, oh, like, if only. Oh, he died off screen fighting the Raptors. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that would I would no one would mourn. No one would shed a single tear. Well, that's oh. the problem because like if you kill him on screen, then you have to listen to him shriek after he gets bitten. Like. Mm -hmm. 
I always knew I didn't want to come to Dinosaur Island. Oh, cut to someone else. Cut to someone else. Cut to Macy. No, cut away from her. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut to anyone else. Yeah. So the the theory here in the movie is that the bad guys are taking the dinosaurs and they're going to auction them off and or weaponize them. They're taking the exact same thing from the first movie because that works so well. And they're going to try to weaponize these even bigger, harder to control raptor dinosaur incel whatever I don't know <laughs> see it's funny because like no, as didn't. someone trying to buy into this movie like I was sitting there like oh I wonder how they're gonna get us back to the island they get us back to the island I'm like alright cool now we might have a movie and then 20 minutes later they take us away and we spend 90 minutes in a fucking mansion now, thank you I'll, guys for I'll... watching Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom if you'll stay seated you'll be here for Jurassic World 3 spooky haunted dinosaur house now we'll get to Disney's haunted mansion in a second but uh a little... We have to talk about the lingering brontosaurus shot. Oh my god. <laughs> some dinosaurs... Why? What was that for? Some hey, dinosaurs. kids at home, watch this thing die in agony. I mean, like, it's... It's totally consistent with the first movie in that, like, you have the scene where the pterodactyls are, like, killing the baby triceratops for 30 seconds. Like, this is just what these movies aspire to do. Like... Did, did the people hey, that made how, this movie just, like, really love Hostel and want to make Hostel for kids? Like, they might remember how well. magical dinosaurs were? Well, fuck you. Now, fuck you in your face. How recently have you guys seen The Lost World? Like, uh, two weeks ago. Okay, so... 15 years. I, I, I have the feeling that this movie has more in common with The Lost World than it does it with uh, sure the first one. Does. Because that, the first one was also very humanitarian sort of... Or animalitarian, I guess sort of thing where it's like we have to save these cuddly creatures that are going to kill us all and uh these things i, I look i get it and a panosaurus is not going to hurt anybody so why on god's green earth are you going to show it getting killed by all that smoke and it just falls and dies in slow motion like when they all fall in the water you just see that triceratops trying to get its big ass head above water and then it just goes out of frame you're like no no that thing just drowned that thing it just eats plants what are you doing why am i seeing this I, I hated seeing that. So let's... Like, look, the island needs to be firebombed with no life left on it. That doesn't mean I need to see it. Let, let, okay, honestly, you kind of just nailed it right there. Because at the very start of the movie, they're asking, should we let the dinosaurs die or should we let them live? That's the important ethical question that much of the movie revolves around. It's like, was evolution right to snuff out these dinosaurs? And it's like, where do you fall on the scale? Personally, <laughs> I fall on the scale of let these monsters die. Because I like going to work unimpeded by a Tyrannosaurus eating my Mustang. <laughs> yeah, Alex. What if in that courtroom scene, they just had Mac walk in with his science is a liar sometimes? Because <laughs> evolution's bullshit. <laughs> and then Dr. Ian Malcolm looked like a Bitch. <laughs> All right, so Chris, before you keep going, okay. I like that you um I like that we've we've glossed over the actual worst science of this movie. What is it? Which is the fact that the dormant volcano magically became undormant and started exploding in like a three day time span. Like <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. Okay. That's, a good, very, that's a very good point. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, okay, so this island was safe enough that they could build multiple theme parks on it, but also now it's an active volcano that's going to destroy <laughs> everything in five minutes. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so here's the thing with, like, the time span of this movie. There's this volcano that's suddenly erupting, 
In the first scene, they're like, no, all the dinosaurs should be dead by now. It's only been three years? Is that is that right? It's only yeah, been three yeah, years since yeah, it's, Jurassic World? They say and explicitly they, it's been three years. Like, it might as well have been 30. Like, that thing is 18 stories wide. It's like, nah, it's been three whole years. There's no way it could have sustained off of life here. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we... Three years and a volcano melts the whole island? All right. Whatever. So they're on the boat, and the raptor is dying. And we get to hear the shrieking raptor, the dying raptor, the one that they've decided to personify. Uh, like, why do we have to give this thing... Again, it has a soul now. They're like, oh, it needs blood. <laughs> Go get... And they, I'm pretty sure they say it at, at this point, it needs carnivore's blood. So they could just get any <laughs> carnivore, something, something with two or three toes. <laughs> 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 I love science. <laughs> so uh, that leads to a, like a long set piece where like we have to get the T Rex blood from this thing, which leads to Chris. the only perhaps intentionally funny moment where uh, Chris Pratt extends a thumbs up. Which I don't know. I I, I thought that was kind of cute. Chris, you skipped over one of the most important lines in cinematic history. Oh no! What did I miss? Oh, you missed uh, the random mercenary getting mouthed off at by uh, the our 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 tough heroine the. Uh, the dinosaur veterinarian, and oh. then turning, staring straight in the camera and saying, what a nasty woman. I was actually going to get to that one, because uh, before that I was talking about, is Chris Pratt pansexually enough to fuck that raptor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just point, made another hole for him. Like. <laughs> I, I, at some point, I, I think they're going to do that. And, uh, yeah, he literally turns to the woman and says, what a nasty woman, put the fucking lotion to the bastard. So, uh, at some point, they bring up Henry Wu. At some point in this intervening time span, it cuts back to Eli Mills, and he's talking, and he's at the rich mansion, and B.D. Wong's fucking face shows up there. This guy should be six feet under. He shouldn't even be in prison. He deserves to be killed. He emerges like the fucking emperor to reveal his evil plan. <laughs> it's so good. Like, the fact that he was not hunted down by the world governments for his crimes and he's not in Guantanamo is surprising, to say the least. So, uh, I guess... He's responsible for, like, four different disasters all involving monsters he created. (laughs) Now, Eli Mills' plan is not even... Even the way that he fooled Bryce Dallas Howard, even that isn't all that impressive because you think about it, he says, yeah, we just have an environment for for them all to live in. How fucking stupid is this? She doesn't even ask any questions. These dinosaurs that they have lived in multiple different eras. It shouldn't even be called Jurassic because some of these are from the Triassic period. But, like, all these things live in different ecosystems, different eras, different strata of time. And, yeah, we'll just put them all on one big Ayn Rand island. He tells like, yeah, we have this island. No walls. She's like, okay, sounds good. (laughs) Fucking What? Yeah, she just signs on the plan. So every yeah, I guess just throw all the T Rexes on Dinosaur Island again. What's the worst that could happen? Honestly, I I think Owen Grady's just as stupid as the rest of them. I think he really does want to fuck the Raptor because otherwise, there's no reason to go back for it. That thing is a killing machine. (laughs) Honestly, they won't even let me fuck Blue. Video (laughs) when I when I curled up in the ball went. I showed my defensive gamer stance to comfort me. I had to T pose of the Raptors. It's the most menacing pose known to man. Sorry, Blue. He know I had to do it to him. (laughs) (laughs) 
so Owen. It's, it's do that, they let you fuck Blue? Buddy, they won't even let me fuck her. It's fucking Bill Clinton squatting on the train tracks. It's hip hop Hillary. Fucking get it. Just take the fucking picture. <laughs> I will never get Chris Pratt out of my head just doing the defensive gamer stance going. <laughs> And fucking Blue comes by with Tendy's nugs and fries to come with him. <laughs> the Chad Velociraptor. <laughs> Guys, you gotta stay back. I spent all my good boy points on this plan to get the raptor to come to us. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it was just funny listening to you describe, like, the plan. Because, like, the entire time, I was thinking the plan was stupid for another reason. Which what was, was like, how the fuck are they going to get all these dinosaurs on a ship? And then we got the answer, which was, oh, we're just going to change the scale so every single dinosaur fits inside of, like, a, a boxcar. Like... It's yeah. It's like, remember like, that. Uh, remember that forty foot T Rex in the first movie. It fits in a tractor trailer. Now you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember in this in the Lost World when they put the dinosaurs on the cargo ship? Hey, remember the Lost World when there was the whole subplot with the dying dinosaur? Don't worry about it. We copied from the worst movie. Come see it. So uh, we have been ignoring one of the major characters here. Let's talk about Maisie. You know that mouse from Nick Jr. <laughs> So, uh, she is, I guess, the, ostensibly, the granddaughter of Bruce Dern. Uh, kind of a, kind of cool move, getting Laura Dern's father to, uh, portray her father in here, and not getting Laura Dern. I can only imagine why she said no to this shit. Um, but... Well, thank you, but no thanks. Oh my god, that's so nice. No, thank you. I'm going to be in elsewhere. So, uh, I would love to. Thank you, but no, hard pass. Don't ever call me again. Thank you so much. I, I have to admit, I did not like Maisie in this. I think she's the uh, one that all the little kids can identify with. That poor girl and what she has to go through. Holy shit. First God, getting so thrown <laughs> into a room violently by Eli Mills over here, which, you know, I, I just realized that they're trying to do Eli Mills, Elon Musk sort of thing. Like, come on. You get it? Yeah. This movie's I just, clever. I, like, like I was annoyed enough when Who's I realized that well, that our point of view character for half this movie was going to be like a nine-year-old girl with a British accent for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. I was annoyed enough at that fact. And then a you have to British show accent. me the scene where they explain the British accent. Like, and they explain why <laughs> she needs a fake British accent. It's like... And then, like, two scenes later, she's climbing around on rooftops. And I'm like, am I watching fucking Matilda right now? Like, what is this? Like... <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't take the Lost World part where she does gymnastics to kick a raptor in the face. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> that was great just for the reaction of that uh, dinosaur. It's like, so she's doing like the flips around the bar, right? I can't believe I watched Lost World. And uh, and then she's like, hey, over here. And that fucking uh, dinosaur looks at her like, yes. And she just kicks him through the window. <laughs> I also had a strong reaction, but it was more ripping my shirt off like Alex Jones and screaming at the TV. Because <laughs> it's like 4 a.m. Oh, jeez. Oh, Fucking was... globalist dinosaurs. <laughs> the island turned the dinosaurs gay. Okay, so I, I guess we have to talk about the auction scene. So they get some Jesus. guy. I don't know God. how to describe him besides that freak. This guy looks like he... It looks like Mickey Rourke 
40 years from now, I'm not Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rooney, combined with Mickey Rourke, I guess. And I was going to say Mickey, like Mickey Rourke's, Rourke's face, face like this for a while. He's shorter, <laughs> he's shorter than Cam. He has Donald Trump hair. It's a thousand percent intentional. He, I kept confusing him with Peter Dinklage from the X-Men movies. And uh, it's, it's really Look. just that song from the Tom and Jerry movie where they say, we've got to have money. And they're like selling these, uh, or auctioning off these animals for... I keep calling them animals, these monsters, these helpies, for like $25 million. Oh, I guess that makes it okay. First of all, B.D. Wong has a point for a change. He says, they're going to make more of these things now. Everyone's going to die. And it's like, yeah, Then but why did you work with them, you fucking idiot? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Oh, you don't understand. This is the prototype killer dinosaur. Let's get rid of it. Hey, you know what else? Hey, you know what already exists? Drones. (laughs) You just buy one. You can go get them at fucking Best Buy. Everyone gathered in that room is a James Bond villain because the idea here is you have someone who crosses you. Henchman number two gets, instead of sent down to, like, the trap door, he gets thrown into the killer T-Rex cage. Then the T-Rex breaks out and kills everyone in your compound. Man, Man I, just, I just I just want to say, like, whenever they find, whenever Disney smartens up and finally makes the live action Hunchback of Notre Dame movie, they got their guy. Like, <laughs> my God, he is. Well, actually, yeah. so you're sure you want me to deliver all my lines like this? <laughs> I'm not sure why he delivers every line of dialogue like he's talking over fake teeth, but it's the <laughs> most distracting thing in the fucking world. Uh, honestly, looking at his face, those are probably fake teeth to make him look like real teeth. Oh, Stegosaurus. Cut. Perfect. Next scene. The fucking auction scene was so terribly shot, too. Just a constant zooming of their faces and all the... Ah, $25 million. Cut to a a TV screen that says $25 million on it. Thank you, (laughs) With a progress bar, like, money transferred. $25 million. (laughs) Now, uh, I have to ask you guys a question. I think I know the answer to this. Have either of you seen the cinematic masterpiece starring Jason Alexander, Dunstan Checks In? (laughs) It has been... A long time. Now, Future episode? Now, I think it has to be. Now, the reason I bring this up is that uh, Dunson Checks In follows a certain kind of formula. Someone does something idiotic and someone makes a reaction face like, huh? And it's, it's every single time. That's like the way that the movie works. Like, oh, the monkey kissed him on the mouth. Huh? Reaction shot. That's the way this movie's climax works when they break out that, uh, that Pachycephalosaurus and it was like, uh, and it's just like, oh, Chris Pratt punches it, uh, and someone gets like knocked over by a T-Rex uh, the entire time. That's what it's like. <laughs> and the entire time, I kept thinking, oh my god, if a, if a fucking orangutan bursts in there, <laughs> better movie. Yes. So, a pivotal uh, scene is the large adult Sonosaurus just running into rich people. Now, <laughs> just barely. I gotta, I, I gotta make. I gotta make one comment before we move further with this. Just oh, yeah, it's something. Yeah. It's something that I noticed about the layout of this fucking house that like just needs to be attention needs to be called to this. Yeah. All right. So they like the the fucking rich guy's evil assistant, whose name I already forgot, despite you saying it fifty times. Eli Mills builds this massive dinosaur prison underneath the house <laughs> secretly. Secret then, dinosaur lair. It's like and then, the lab. And then <laughs> extends the Next dumb waiter secret. from the guy's bedroom into the secret dinosaur lair. 
the dumbwaiter goes to the dinosaur prison. That's how the little girl ends up there in the first place. You think they were just looking at the blueprints of the house and be like, oh, we can't just have the dumbwaiter stopping in the middle of the house. Like, like you're hiding this from the guy that lives at the top of this dumbwaiter. What are you fucking people doing? First of all, you're being a little bit unkind. I don't think the waiter was that stupid. Additionally, I really thought Ooh. that... The, I, really, I really thought that, you know, when you talk about the layout of the mansion, you know what I was thinking the entire time? I was like, oh my god, this is Resident Evil. This is the very first Resident <laughs> Evil game. And I'm, I'm just waiting for fucking Barry to person to say, maybe you, the master of raptors, better take this with you. <laughs> she nearly gets chopped on, and he was like, you are almost a mazy sandwich. Fucking, by two seconds. Shit. <laughs> I hate you. Same name and everything. God damn it. Hope this isn't Whatever. Chris Pratt's blood. <laughs> 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 She's gonna—they're gonna open the door that that lets out all the dinosaurs. Uh, let out like all the dinosaurs. Stop! Don't open that door. <laughs> this would also be a better movie than what we watched. Exactly. Jesus. Look at Albert Wesker like injecting himself with the dinosaur <laughs> chemical. We'll get to it. So. Uh, <laughs> So they're imprisoned, right? And uh, Eli Mills is like, as far as anyone's concerned, they died on the island. And it's like, why not kill them now? Yeah, just shoot them in the head. Yeah, just, you just have shoot them in the fucking you head. You have a gun, just go ahead, kill them. It's okay, you can do that. No, we have to get the packet cephalosaurus to Gus Ferrat his way into their cell <laughs> and then Bill Grammatica the, himself out of it. And uh, <laughs> That was a twofer. I'm yeah, proud I know. Of <laughs> One of those is completely wrong. And, uh, don't worry about it. So that Pachycephalosaurus is concussed as fuck. He just Jeff Heathed himself into oblivion. And he's still wandering around the complex. And then he comes in and just does, he just sees them. And he just decides, oh man, I am going to Ricardo Laquette these guys into another dimension. Oh that fucking dinosaur gives himself CTE and Chris Benoit's a bunch of rich white people. God, we're going to be watching Jurassic World 3 in a couple years. And that fucking dinosaur is just going to drive his car off a cliff because of his brain image. Rest in Peace, Junior Cephalosaurus Sam. <laughs> Wish you would have had helmets then, too. <laughs> Wish you would have had helmets then, too. <laughs> so, oh, bad news, Will guys. Will Smith studying a dinosaur brain. I'm sorry. So, bad news, guys. Ted Levine, a.k.a. I'm, I'm not going to call him whatever his character name was. I'm not even going to call him by his actor name. I'm going to call him Buffalo Bill, because that's who he is. He's not just cartoonishly evil, he's cartoonishly stupid. So he <laughs> sees the big incel dino, and he's like, the incel raptor, just... right? I'm gonna keep calling it that, I don't fucking care. And he's just, he sees it, and I swear to god, he's getting a hard-on right now. He's, he is pitching a tent, he's oh like, my god. get those fucking all, teeth, man. All I could think during this scene was, here, have a cookie. Oh, you tossed your cookie. Here, have another cookie. Oh, you tossed your cookie. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, big shark. Oh, shit. I can't believe you did that. Oh, fucking hell. So I was actually thinking of something different now. Now, we've all seen Silence of the Lambs, I hope. And uh, he's, so he's going into this guard room. I was just expecting him to, like, handcuff the incel raptor behind the thing and then just getting crucified at the end by the end of it. 
<laughs> the Indoraptor's just wearing Chris Pratt's face for the climax. <laughs> I'm in your face. Can you imagine? Oh my god! Can you imagine the Incel Raptor at the very end where they turn off all the lights? If they gave it like this, like the uh, the Splitter Cell goggles that he wears at the climax. <laughs> Holy shit! Better movie. They, Why they used some of this? Sam Fisher's DNA when they created this Raptor. Exactly. Now speaking of the Indo Raptor DNA. asking if her nipples are still tender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't now, care, it's not the same character. Whatever. Yeah, so speaking of human DNA... Oh my god. We gotta talk about it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. So, have, have you guys prepared for the incredible twist in <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? So, there's a Maisie, age nine, uh, Miss Thompson's first grade class... Fourth grade class, whatever, I don't know the ages. <laughs> and, uh, she, she's wondering about... Just do it. I, I assume probably doing gymnastics to get from room to room. Who the fuck knows or cares? And then Eli Mills, her protective guardian now, says, Oh, you don't know what she is. Where did my mind go immediately? I said, Oh my god, she must be part dinosaur. Never mind the fact that they immediately clarify she is a clone of Laura Dern, which is the meanest thing you can tell a kid. She could have been a part dinosaur. Can you imagine if the angle just cut back to her and she had, like, dinosaur eyes? Now, Parker's texted us last night. He's talking about the amber in her eyes. Parker, Parker say it. All I'm saying is that she's the key to resurrecting Aerodactyl. I'm not sure why you need to <laughs> Imagine if it feels like the end of the thriller crazy. video where she looks at the camera and she has a raptor <laughs> I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. You know what she is, right? And her little fins grow and she just spits acid <laughs> in her face. Oh, man. I think, Why am I writing this $200 million movie for them? This is garbage. I, I think, like, the, the, the funniest part of that scene is that, like, here's this major reveal about human cloning and everyone's just like, oh, okay, next line of dialogue. Like, no one reacts to it at all. Like, the little like, kid doesn't even start crying. Like, it doesn't even really come back. Like, maybe you could argue, like, her line before she lets all the dinosaurs free, spoilers, uh, that is like, oh, they're alive, like me. And it's like, oh, oh God. You're right. You should be in there with him, I just you did, monster. I just did the Frankenstein voice from fucking Van Helsing. Can you imagine the Frankenstein was I'm alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> I just want oh, to live. They <laughs> <laughs> should have thrown her ass over the fucking balcony with them. No one leaves this house. You are a monument to man's arrogance, and you will drown with them. I was just hoping. As soon as he said, "Do you know what she is? She's a clone, or or whatever." It wasn't the exact line, but they basically came across that she's a clone, and she just pulls up her sleeve, and there are like raptor scales on her arm. <laughs> well, that explains all this. <laughs> wow, what large teeth I have. That's really weird. <laughs> Her teeth just start growing like she's in a fucking Ginger Snaps movie. <laughs> now, uh, Blue, like I said, gained a soul. The one, I, I have mentioned this. Blue is the one character that I like in this movie uh, because it shows that they were able to grow one character. Every other character actually shrinks. Like, Bryce Dallas Howard is so much less of a character in this movie than she was in the first. Uh, not that she was any good in the first, but she's less of a character. And that bothers me. Same thing with Owen Grady. But uh, Blue is now more of a character. It, 
she seems to have uh, thoughts and feelings and she's she's protective at times and she's she's kind of a badass at the end she's kind of cool and to wit the movie gives her her own michael bay action scene where she has to escape an explosion i laughed once only once in the theater and that was what okay twice if you include the heavy source pre-show thing because the swedish heavy metal band for kids with uh, everyone dressing up as dinosaurs that was kind of funny I laughed so hard when she's running to escape the explosion and she fucks up and slips like she's Mr. Bean and slams <laughs> into the railing and has to get up and run away faster. That That's the thing. Raptors aren't real. Uh, yes, Chris. Yeah, whoa, right, they whoa aren't real. spoilers. But, so someone in the CGI lab had to say, oh, let's make it so she fucks up. And she just slips and falls and gets up and says, okay, let's try that run again. And I, I don't know. I was just laughing so hard. I think I just like seeing raptors get exploded. A velociraptor gets an explosion, jump through a window shot, and then Mr. Magoo's her way out of the exploding <laughs> lab. <laughs> so oh, good. Blue, you've done it again! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine if, like, in the... What was the movie where they learned how to... I think it was actually the first movie where he uses, like, that raptor bone or whatever to simulate their calls. Oh, and oh that's the of, third one, buddy. Oh, the third one. Which, I'm, okay, yeah, sorry. That's the third one where they, they blow through the bone and it makes, like, the raptor noise. Can you imagine if they had done that except it had just been Mr. Magoo going, nah! <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is you have to give her blue boxing gloves to make her like Alex from Tekken 2. <laughs> Leave Tekken out. Never! Are you kidding me? Look, if we get an Eddie Gordo cameo in the third movie, I'm completely this. Neo footwork from the You know, he has the the greatest fighting style of all time. Thank you. (laughs) A joke for less than two people. That's fine. (laughs) Now, um... So I wrote one note and crossed it out for the next section. This is the crux of the movie. All the cute, cuddly dinosaurs, who will kill us all, are trapped in the dinosaur prison underneath a mansion. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. Uh-huh. Yep. And Checks the, out. Uh, the, what, what do they call it? The hydrogen, hydrogen cyanide. The yeah, hydrogen that sounds cyanide like gas. Sure. Which, Just say words. Yeah, Just I'm call sure. it Cyclone, 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 Cyclone D, yeah. you dicks. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the evil chemical Thank from uh, Planet Terror. <laughs> no problem. Uh, that's uh, it's going to kill them all, and it's being released. And the dinosaurs are just suffering. We get to see dinosaurs dying in front of our eyes, and there is a big red button that says, "Hey, you can let them all free, and the dinosaurs will live, or you can let them just go, and they will die." Now the writers did this deliberately. They wrote themselves into a corner. No matter what happens, whether you press that button or you don't press that button, it is going to be bad to watch. So if you don't press that button, which Bryce Dallas Howard refrains from doing, then we have to see dinosaurs die on screen, and it's not going to be pretty. Even if it's a even if it's a T Rex, it's not fun to watch because we've already imprinted on Blue. We already like that character, or at least I do. And we don't want to see this thing fucking suffer and die. But instead, Maisie, little nine-year-old Maisie, Miss Thompson's fourth grade class, perfect attendance award, decides, (laughs) I will press the button. I will do mankind. (laughs) This movie literally almost ends with all the remaining dinosaurs getting gassed. The movie is that close to ending that way, and then instead... This monster child unleashes them into the real world. 
She she's worse than the god at the end of Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I I guarantee I fucking guarantee, man. In Jurassic World three, which we're going to see in theaters. She is not going to get attacked by any of the dinosaurs because she has dinosaur blood. I'm holding on to this. She's, like, she's fucking Jean there. Grey now. Like. Yeah, she's Jean Grey now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this is, this, I do not have many things in this life, Alex. That, that is one of the things that I am counting on. So uh, I wrote, the note I wrote down is like, oh, I love a happy ending with all the animals getting fucking gassed like it's Auschwitz. I crossed it out. And I wrote, God's monsters will kill us all. And that wasn't even me being speculating or, or just being presumptuous. Here's like, oh, you know, maybe they have a, you know, they have a chance that we can lead to coexist with the creatures. No, the first thing that happens is a pterodactyl flies out and kills a guy. <laughs> the Those last shot of the movie is a velociraptor approaching a neighborhood. Those children are dead. Man. Not, not to not to change the subject, but I just remembered that completely unnecessary scene where the nanny gets fired. Like, oh yeah, what the fuck was up with that? Wait, how about that? the scene yeah. right before he smothers the old guy to death? The old guy's like, "Here, call the police on yourself." Yeah. Mark, Parker, can you can you do me a solid? Was the post credit scene that nanny getting another job? No, the post credit scene. Did she get hired by Blue? Dude, <laughs> what is it? What is it about? Oh, go ahead. Is literally. A bunch of pterodons flying into Las Vegas, like, "Hey, boys!" and then it ends. It's fucking Garland <laughs> Green gets snatched up by one of the yes. pterodactyls. <laughs> Does he feel lucky? Yes, he. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does Colin Trevorrow have against nannies? We see the nanny getting like fucking ping ponged around by pterodactyls. He must have got raised movie. by a nanny the entire, and she was cruel. She must have spanked him. She. she... <laughs> Colin Trevorrow has a lot of very normal problems when it comes to, like, children's relationship with people older than them. If you watch the book of Henry, oh, boy, just take a couple minutes to read that Wikipedia summary. Colin Trevorrow, about, if you're listening, and I know you are, if you want to talk about About somebody. the main character dying of cancer and then leaving clues for his mom to go kill the neighbor who's molesting his daughter. Colin Trevorrow has a very regular cool brain and no problems with children. Now, uh, one of the final things is, I've made this joke like 30 times, I'm going to make it again. At the very end, uh, Chris Pratt goes up to Blue, and he's just like, oh sorry, Owen Grady goes up to Blue. He's just like, hey Blue, you want to come with us? We we can go together. I'll get you your own island or whatever, you'll be queen of, I don't know. And uh, she looks at the cage that he's going to put him in, and she's just like, Fuck you! Except she says it in dinosaur and runs away. It's the entire no. time. She's just like, "Are you? Fu- we're not friends. This, whatever we're doing, this thing that we have, this is over. I'm putting on my clothes. I'm doing the walk of shame right now." I really was hoping for like a Caesar esque, uh, "Blue is home," and then just run away. <laughs> but you know, we don't even get that. She runs away, and I'm really hoping for the blue solo movie where she partners up with Bumblebee. Can you imagine that Velociraptor <sighs> driving a transformer? I'm first in line. Okay, you won me over? Yeah. You lost me, and then you got me back. Hey, see? There we go. We skipped over some. We didn't even talk about like, the entire climax of the Indoraptor. Which, by the way, 
was the only part of the movie I had any interest in whatsoever. Good news, it was only ten minutes of it. Now, actually, I would like to get back to that, because I, I have my closing benedictions later. But, uh, Parker, one of the things that you said, and this is uh, something that you're going to hang your hat on for a while, and I'm, I'm willing oh, to dear. listen here. No, 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 oh, no, no. Sorry. no, 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 I'm willing to listen. You said that one of the major positives of this movie is that there are times, there are moments, that are extremely well shot. I think the camera work is above average. I think there's a lot of shots, especially the dinosaur heavy ones, that are filmed really well. Like, the entire sequence when the lights go out and they're trying to run from the Indoraptor, I think all of that looks good. I think nothing can salvage what dog shit was written or the lines being given to these people, but I think visually it was surprisingly good. Uh, like, the entire sequence of the Indoraptor on the fucking roof slowly oh, yeah. lowering itself and opening the door. Like, if I was 12 years old, that's fucking me up for a while. I'm not getting over that scene for a long time. Now, the entire time, I was thinking about the little girl in her bedroom running from the Intel yeah, like Raptor. Because mostly what I was thinking here is what, as I was watching it, every <laughs> single time, I'm not going to relent, no. I know, uh, I know. I was sitting next to, I was sitting between two different couples because I see movies by myself these days. And, uh... I, they were it was all like the same sort of thing you always hear about the girl grabbing the guy's arm during like the scary scene that girl was sitting in her bed and like you see the silhouette of like the talon approaching her head which I'm pretty sure was made just for the trailer but I was watching it and I, and I just knew immediately they are not going to kill this girl this girl is not, well, of course any not. Other, they are not going to kill this girl if I was nine years old I would be pissing my pants because I what? don't know that yet you know? There are so many shots where a lightning bolt will flash and you'll just see the silhouette of the raptor's head on the wall. Like, it looks good. The movie's not good. It does not salvage the movie. It's not worth seeing because of it. But I will give it its one positive. Now, I think... that's the thing. It, is it does come back to... Sorry, Alex, I'll let you get to this really no, quick. You're good. It does come back to what Parker said earlier about who is this movie for. You see... I talk about, like, it, this is way too scary for kids. I think we've established that. But for adults, I think it's a little too childish. It's a little too yeah. extreme in both ways. Yeah, that's the very last note I have. It's too scary for kids and too stupid for adults. Exactly. So, like, if I you're 13, 14, or 15, you're pretty much good. But still, it's already almost made a billion dollars, so what the fuck do even, I know? Even hardcore Chris Pratt fans, and every single person I've talked to has said, yeah, I can't wait to see this, which is more than you would believe, have all said... Chris Pratt's in it. I like Parks and Rec. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I guess I like Big Pass Passengers fan. I, I was about to say, yeah, I guess I like <laughs> Passengers too. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I just like Chris Pratt. Even if you like Chris Pratt, you sh in fact, especially if you like Chris Pratt, you shouldn't see this movie. Chris Pratt is not good in this movie. No one is. Yeah. And like, the crazy, the crazy thing is, I think he's actually better in this than the first one. Like, yeah, I didn't even think he was real just, bad in the first one. I, yeah, like, he was. He, he was. Yeah. Well, I don't, he just gets he's, to be Burt Macklin, and it's really he's not good weird. in either movie. These these are very very poor movies, and he is clearly not trying in this. Whatever he's trying he to convey with his character, like acting is about communication. You're supposed to communicate a certain idea. I don't know what he. I am not picking up what he is putting down. He probably just finished filming Avengers three and four back to back. He's like, I gotta do this. Uh, oh no, yeah. let's go get Blue. Blue, I love you. It's another dinosaur that I cannot see. There were a lot of good puppets in this movie, I'll give it that. I do like me some dinosaur puppets. The puppets were better than fucking CGI. The entire time, the point of CGI is that you are supposed to fool me into believing that it's actually there. 
I never believed that the dinosaurs were there. The entire time, I kept looking at people. They weren't looking at the right spot or, or something like that. You're like, so Colin Trevor, or whoever the director was, uh, my Bayona or whatever, told them, look at this. Look at this red dot. This is where the dinosaur will be. Everyone's looking at a different red dot. By the way, I'm so happy you brought that up. So they trained the Indoraptor where you aim at someone with a red dot, right? Yeah. You're already aiming at him. Just pull the fucking trigger. Why do you need a dinosaur? <laughs> what are we doing? I fucking lost my mind in the theater. You're aiming a gun at him. Now you don't have to carry a raptor around. The, That's not trained. Do you know what the defense for that is? The, the literal defense for that? Sorry, Joe, for another four people here. That is the claim defense. Instead of saying, I can just shoot him, <laughs> this time I have my epic dino... Who can do the job for me? I will pay fourteen seventy five for my big gulp while I watch. Are you also thinking about the Indoraptor blocking Lane Kiffin's car? <laughs> 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 that dinosaur can see numbers. <laughs> the numbers. The Indoraptor getting fired mean? via overhead projector. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, just a dinosaur in the back room going, making the defensive gamer stance when it gets fired by overhead projector. It's not allowed on their military bus anymore. The thing I hated most about this movie, because I remember, like, there was no excitement for it whatsoever. And then a trailer came out, I think it was the Super Bowl one, where it featured heavily the Indoraptor, like, the scene in her bedroom. It's like, alright, I could go with this. Like, this nightmare monster just out in suburbia like I could get with that turns out that's one scene that's one scene in the two hour movie and then not only that the very last scene is like wow there's dinosaurs all over the world bet you wish you watched that huh see you in three years we promise this time we're actually going to do it now it ends ostensibly with uh fucking Ian Malcolm talking to uh the, you know, the fucking Congress or whatever. I guess the court. He's, he's probably in, like, traffic court telling him all this. And he's <laughs> saying to him, uh, they're all going to die. We're going to be overrun. And welcome to Jurassic World. Which, I... Great job saying the name of the movie God. in the movie, but does fucking that... Is throw this my drink the actual the Jurassic World? Is this actually a prequel? Do I have to watch the other movie again now? But This really? is a planet of apes. <laughs> Got it, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, we have to go hunt down the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> We're entrenching all these goddamn Star Wars. Yeah, but, but in this... But, <laughs> but in, in, in this, where it shows a pterodactyl fly, and there are people surfing, they're going to be eaten up by the water god monster. The entire time, all I'm thinking is, God damn it, they did it. They, goth- they godfathered me three into this. In that, just when I thought I was out on Jurassic World movies, they pulled me back in because, goddammit, I want to see a world overrun by dinosaurs, people surviving sort of Mad, Ma- Mad Max-esque to, uh, to like just evade. You can't go in the water. There are more water god monsters now. B.D. Wong, Henry Wu, did he survive this movie? Probably. Oh my god. We didn't see him die, which means comic rules. He is going to be the god of the dinosaurs. He's going to be like those guys in fucking uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Man, who the fuck is going to build him another lab? Don't answer that. (laughs) Rich white people. All you need to know. Ian Mills clone somehow. If someone doesn't ride a T-Rex in the next fucking movie, 
I'm gonna be livid. It, if this doesn't have Turok as the lead, like, what's even Exactly! What are we doing? We've been teasing these fucking military dinosaurs for how many movies now? It can't just Give make me a, me a trailer movie? Where we start like how Con Air does, where it just talks about how much we love our troops. <laughs> and then we just see a giant cargo plane, like, flying over a desert, and then a T-Rex parachutes out? Are you not oh, going to see God. that movie? I, I, I would see it twice. Like, I would just exactly. buy my second ticket before I saw it the first time. Did, did we talk about how Donald Trump tweeted out our vets at one point? I'm, I'm sorry, I, you know, and it's like, it's, it's so easy to attack Donald Trump for the stupidity, but this movie is, like, another example of it. This this movie, like, I've always really criticized the idea of criticizing Donald Trump for having orange skin or for his hair. Like, when he was on SNL and they made fun of his hair, I was like, this guy is going to enact some very, very bad policies and you're going on his hair. That's the, the dumbest shit. There, the, the the nasty woman comment, the fucking the bad guy having Donald Trump hair. It's like that political the political cartoon for George Bush. Pee pee poo poo. He is a bad president. Dude, <laughs> I just I just had a light bulb come on. I understand why they did it all now. Because if they didn't do that, then maybe Donald Trump would see this movie and go, oh, "That's a good idea." <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the space force. Throw it out in the trash. <laughs> the dinosaur force is real. <laughs> Do you think that he's going to tweet about this movie? Just listen to a podcast episode about Jurassic World. Two. <laughs> Very bad. Not good for Hollywood. <laughs> he's going to be movie our first is guest. the resistance, and that's why he's going to win again in 2020. Oh my this god, is the best we can I'm come so up with. I'm so ready to talk to President Donald Trump about movies on this podcast. <laughs> we, finally, my dad will guest star. <laughs> it's an honor and a pleasure to be speaking about Connor with you, sir. <laughs> sir, 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 resign, sir. Chupacabra versus the Elbow is a resign. great movie, sir. Sir, respectfully, sir. Sir, Bloodsport how... is not even his top five. Sir, please resign. <laughs> sir, how dare you, sir? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Do we do we know what his favorite movie is? Like, um, is that on record somewhere? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's look this up. There yeah. was one thing. It said he watches Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, but fast-forwards to the action parts. <laughs> Favorite. Money Never Sleeps. Movies. Hey, I, I'm pretty sure it was actually, like, I think it was, like, a really, like, good one. It was, like, he's probably remember, never seen it. Remember when that made a Wall Street sequel with Shia LaBeouf in it? Oh, oh my god. Donald Trump's favorite <laughs> movie. Do you know what it is? You've said it. I hope it's Anastasia. It's Bloodsport. Fuck yes. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> you know he fast forwards through it, too. He is our president. He's so regular. Hang on, My apparently we got like a lot of these. Okay, apparently, uh, apparently Bloodsport, yeah, that is his favorite. That's... Uh, he also likes Goodfellas. Uh, the world is a nightmare. He likes The Godfather. Shocking. He likes The Good, The Bad, and The... Wait a second, are these my favorite movies or his favorite movies? Uh, he likes Gone with the Wind. Take off the mask, Don Knotts. We know it's you. <laughs> he likes uh, this bipartisan podcast. He likes Citizen Kane. I uh, reaching across the aisle. Someone told him these movies. He's never seen Citizen Kane. Uh, now it's just getting into his cameos. He was in Zoom Home later. Alone Two. Yeah, Home Alone Two. Two weeks notice. The Associate. Eddie. Uh, Ghost Can't Do It, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That is holy Jesus. And yeah. uh, the Little Rascals. Uh, yeah, uh, imagine Donald Trump sitting through all four hours of Gone with the Wind. Like, you can make all the racist Hattie McDaniel jokes you want to make, but at the end of the gonna. day, he's never sat through all four hours of Gone with the Fucking Wind. Anyway, I'd like to congratulate Donald Trump on liking Army of Darkness more than Evil Dead 2. 
Man, I knew there was something wrong with that dude. No. <laughs> oh, we are. Sir, going please to... resign, sir. sir. Sir, sir, respectfully, sir, sir, you are a disgrace, sir. Respectfully, resign, sir. We're gonna Keith over. Oh, did Vladimir Putin show you that movie? Got him. <laughs> Resist. The orangutan in office, sir. <laughs> <laughs> What a joyless movie. Like, really, what a joyless movie. Like, I, when you watch Jurassic Park, I know, like, five people got murked by dinosaurs, but the theme song kind of helps it along. Like, th there's a sense of wonder. When they first see the dinosaurs, it, it again, it mirrors the audience. They're like, oh, my God, we're seeing dinosaurs on screen. And the tech looks really good for 1993, but it looks really good and, in fact, looks better than today. And that's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. And in this, there is not a single shred of joy to be had. I don't feel good that dinosaurs are all over the earth. I see the surfers next to the water god monster. I know they're all going to die. I know we're all going to uh, going to get it because we're not going to have our fishing economy anymore. And pterodactyls are going to pluck me out of the sky. How am I going to get to work? I mean, because the only solution is to murder the dinosaurs. Guess who doesn't want to go to the theaters to watch dinosaurs get gunned down? It's this guy. I mean, I would be in on like a Moby Dick adaptation where they're just hunting fucking ocean exodia. Like it's, that's that's a quality movie right there. It's but. the lake monster from Resident Evil Four. Remember that game? Jesus, I Leon? do. Yeah, the first Anyone? years at it. I'm not saying it. I like that. Game. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Uh, um, the uh, so in the uh, moving on. You want to call your dad back? <laughs> no. <laughs> so overall, I give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah, great movie. Wonderful experience. Who's, who's that guy? We I forgot his name. Chris something or other. Chris Stuckman probably gives this an 8 out of 10, right? You know what? I bet I could find out real quick for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another video of him using that same, like, video thumbnail, right? Where he's, like, it's the, the YouTube, like, preview thing. Where it's like, Uber driver sucked me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of times to go behind the curtain. I feel like I'm not great at this, like, be giving critical analysis in any way whatsoever. But the amount of people I've seen, like, I don't know, it was dumb, but then there were dinosaurs, so I liked it. I'm like, maybe I'm not as stupid as I think I am. Because that's every positive review. is like, I don't know, I mean, when the dinosaurs showed up, it was a lot of fun. Three stars. Yeah, it's it's funny, because you could just sub out the word dinosaur with superhero, and it's like every movie. Well, that's different, time. actually. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. Oh, YouTube ads. How I hate you so much. Are you, are you just going to put Chris Duckman on speaker? No, I'm just giving the <laughs> We have him on the phone. Are we, are we going to Skype him in? <laughs> a C minus? Wow, Chris. That's very critical of you. <sighs> just fucking. Alright, down to the comments. I think my favorite is I, I was on Facebook and uh, it was. I, I like IMDb for some reason. I don't know what that is. And uh, one of the things they're talking about, oh, Chris Pratt and da da da, Jurassic World 2. And the first comment on there just goes to show the critics got it wrong again just because it made $700 million. Look, sometimes things are popular for a reason, other times they're Jurassic World 2. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, because well, a lot of people see it doesn't mean it's every... good. 
This will play in every global market because none of it matters. They're just going for dinosaurs. Except in China, where they took the Velociraptor off the poster. (laughs) 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 I'll never get tired of that joke, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Alright, I think we're officially out of things to talk about with this Uh, dumb shit Well, there's one more... Oh my goodness, how could I forget? Uh, <laughs> you knew it! Oh, you knew it! Golly jeepers! Uh, you almost got away. I was really hoping I could weasel my way out of this one. I was hoping that I could, no I could Professor Pettigrew myself into a rat. <laughs> There's no way this movie could possibly make $130 million U.S. dollars. I was really hoping that Hereditary might steal some away. I was hoping that Incredibles what? 2 might steal some oh, away. Oh, yes. That Hereditary Jurassic World crossover. I was getting desperate. Prison. I was hoping that Won't You Be My Neighbor would steal people away. But somehow the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood documentary did not steal people away from the dinosaur movie with Chris Pratt. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess you're gonna make me watch a movie. Please be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Please be Ant-Man and the Wasp. You see, it's funny you say that, because it's actually entirely up to you. Alex, will you please? Oh, <laughs> no, oh. <not> again. <laughs> I mean, well, well uh, Chris, let's be real. Our last game was a big hit with the listener. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was, I was quoted out of context on the podcast last week about calling uh, calling um, uh, Con Air the fourth best Nick Cage performance, which not wrong, but there's a lot of nuance that goes into Nick Cage's performances. I, and I have to say, I've seen I don't know, probably 40 Nick Cage movies at this point. Uh, there was a good couple hours that went into my Nick Cage ranking system. And the good news is that you've got a chance to see one of those three movies that I think he's better in than he is in Con Air. The bad news is that there's some other movies you can get stuck with, too. Because that is certainly a filmography. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, so I've got, uh, I've got four movies picked out for you. I'm going to let you pick a number between one and four. And, uh... Good luck, oh, buddy. God, I hope The Wicker Man is not one of these movies. The Wicker Man is not one of them. Oh, thank goodness. You <laughs> you, you wish. say that. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay, I am rolling hard for Season of the Wish. Uh, I'm going to pick door number two. Let's see, door number two. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so you raising Arizona, been... yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have been watching Snake Eyes, which is like low key one of his best movies, but instead, Chris, I hope you like history. Am I going to be rewatching National Treasure? It's a l- little, little more historical fiction than that. Um, uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna travel back in time about uh, eight hundred years to the Crusades. <laughs> And uh, watch a little movie called Outcast starring Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen. Oh, I really thought it was going to be Season of the Witch this time. Oh, you wish. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why I wanted it to be that. So it's called Outcast? Outcast, yes. Oh, I know what the, the ending song is going to be. And that was plenty. <laughs> I'm so happy. Spoilers. <laughs> they, 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 they refer to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> refer to Nick Cage as the white ghost in this movie. 
It's incredible. I was hoping it was going to be this one. I really was. Just just to be clear for uh, for all the listeners out there, I sent Parker four movies last night. He can verify that these movies exist. <laughs> what what, what were the other ones? Let me, let me see what doors I didn't open. Oh, okay. Should I just give him IMDb links to these movies and let him read them himself? <laughs> yes. Yeah, go ahead. All right, let him all experience right. them. Go ahead and put him in the title. Back. The title's not going to mean anything on any of these to you. Well, Snake Eyes already is, has me worried. Snake Eyes is actually good. Snake Eyes um, is good. You as wish it. you had Snake Eyes. Okay, let's see. The Trust, 2016. <laughs> Man, that cover is... That is incredible. Elijah Wood is still getting work, huh? Somehow. Uh, <laughs> you would watch the trust <laughs> yes yes would and have and it's very not good I'm shocked <laughs> alright what am what I missing more of this outcast oh my god his hair <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Who? Chinese emperor <laughs> Does that say Bozhao Wang? <laughs> What's that? The trust is on Prime Video. Well, golly gee. Captain Bao, Captain Wu, Crusader B. The fat guy from Mallrats is one of the detectives? No way. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> oh, man. Was there another one that I missed? Stone yeah, yeah, and Waters. The Their names are Stone and Waters. Gary Sinise oh. is in this? Oh, and <laughs> and John Hurt. You must be heard. John Hurt. Man. Firebirds. <laughs> a rousing rock'em sock'em aerial adventure. If you enjoy Top Gun, you'll have a great time. Is that true? Oh, this it's, one. It's literally Top Gun with helicopters. It's <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. <clears throat> it I... is so good. But I love all scrolling down reasons. to the trust and seeing more like this, and not a single one is rated higher than like a five and a half. The tagline <laughs> is so... the best just got better. <laughs> you thought you were going to get surface things like Bangkok Dangerous, but no. <laughs> you really took a break here. Vampire movie. Oh man, <laughs> that is a movie. That is probably a future episode. Hopefully, yeah. I, I don't know that we can Stone. do it without the other Alex. I'll have to like, she's just going to have to be sitting here with uh, the mic just sitting between us, you know. <laughs> Once she gets it working, we'll make it up to watch something terrible from the nineties. Yeah, uh, yeah, a nineties Nicholas Cage movie, no less. We'll get for Bloodsport. We'll be nice. Or that's hot. You can't do Bloodsport. Bloodsport's nineteen eighty-eight. Also, we have to get Donald Trump on that. I Mr. President, <laughs> sir. I, I have a 90s movie suggestion for you. Uh, what is it? I know Parker's seen like 20 minutes this movie, but uh, you need to watch Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> yeah, though that is a future episode with you on it, don't you worry. Uh, it's yeah, this, it's <laughs> also, speaking so of episodes you're on, this October when the Halloween remake comes out, we're celebrating Halloween by celebrating John Carpenter by watching Ghosts of Mars. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh, People yes. don't forget. Oh yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to stick have, with that. Have you, uh, have you seen it? Either of you? No. It has been so long. I, I have not seen Ghost of Mars. Oh, you're in for a treat, buddy. Am I? 
Yes. The three Mexican henchmen are named Uno, Dos, and Trace. It's unbelievable. Uh, I was really hoping they'd be Uno, Dos, and Quacho. Where's Trace? <laughs> oh, the vampires will spend the whole movie warning where Trace is. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So we actually do have to, and we always do this last second. Uh, Parker, what are we doing next week? That is a very good question. Quick follow up. Alex, what's Ice Cube's name in that movie again? <laughs> Desolation <laughs> Williams. Thank you. Okay, now, now look. Okay, let me pull up the old calendar here. Oh, boy. This is my adult son, Desolation. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't want to see Sicario 2 even a little bit. Is That, oh, that like makes one of us, my dude. I cannot that, wait. It's going to be so bad. Is that like Will Smith in After Earth where his name is Cypher Rage? <laughs> Lost his damn mind on the border. <laughs> that fucking movie. I don't, we're not doing that one for M. Night Shyamalan Month. I'm letting you know right out the gate. Wild Wild West? <laughs> no, we're not doing that I could do Wild Wild West next week. <sighs> you know what? I don't really want to go pay to see The Incredibles 2. I'll be honest with you. Honestly, I'm kind of in the same... It's I've, I've, I've just been oversaturated with the commercials. I'm, I'm sure, sure it's, it's going to be great. I, I bet it's going to be better than good. I bet it will be really, really good. I wouldn't be surprised if it's better than the original. But I'm sick and tired of hearing about Mrs. Incredibles' ass. Yeah, I just... I don't want to talk about it for an hour and a half. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fun, and then I'm done with it. Exactly. I Look, I don't fucking need this, right? Everyone keeps talking about it, and I'm... I want to see it in a theater full of kids or something like that. I want to see Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That documentary looks really good. So, I'm ready to that cry. will make me cry so much. Mm -hmm. Let's see. It might be Wild Wild West by Elimination, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, I can do Wild Wild West. A whole lot I, of Kevin Klein and Drag in that movie. I have not like, seen that movie since it came out. So. It's good, good as hell. Well, I've seen it twice in the last is, year. Like. Both Alex's are on retainer for this episode, so she can't fix her mic. <laughs> My good friend Alex Sinar will pick up the phone immediately. Yeah. You know it. You he's, know he's, where he's, to find me. I don't even need to prep for this. I don't need to watch it again. I know all the beats. I know everything that happens. He's just going to launch right into it. At some point, we're going to get the Patreon where we just release DVD commentaries for these things. <laughs> Speaking of Wild Wild West, I went my whole life without knowing that the theme song was just a take on another song. Because they play the real song at work all the time, and it fucks me up daily. Oh, did you not know that that's every single Will Smith rap song? Yeah, that's the wiki wiki wah thing. That, that's him. I mean, I've never delved into the Wild Wild West theme. I heard, like, the chorus start. I was like, wait, what is this? This now, is not Will Smith losing his damn mind in the West. Now, now Parker, was did this song make the cut on Willinium? <laughs> you know what? I only had Big Willie style. I also I only had Big Willie style, so that's why I'm not sure. <laughs> I like that you trusted enough that there was a good chance I had it. And <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yo, what was that tweet where that one guy was talking about? He goes to a business meeting. He's like, "How about this, guys? Windows Willetium, and it sounds like Will Smith and a bunch of dancers bursting into a conference room across the hall." <laughs> Man, I was really expecting you to make another Netflix joke there when you started talking about the boardroom. <laughs> Wild Wild West is on Willinium, so good news, everyone. Uh, well, guess what's going on Spotify at work today? Looks like I'll have to add that 
that to my CD collection with both uh, Blue Man Group CDs. In Will 2K, and then nothing else I've ever heard of. <laughs> Will 2K? Yeah, you remember it. You heard his latest uh, Fire single, right? Where he's like, directors make movies, I make directors. He goes hard. Do you? Do you, Will? Tell the truth. <laughs> okay. Some people call me the space cowboy. Desperado, rough rider. No, you don't want nada, nada. There's six gun in this, brother running this. Buffalo, 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 no, 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 no. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of distress when she meet gym dress. Rough neck, so go check the rough neck. So go watch your step, we'll flex and get a hole in your dress. Smile your buffalo, don't let your neck react. You don't wanna see my hand with my hand react with James dress. From the start of this, running the game, Artemis, taming the West. So remember the James. Now who you gonna call? Now who you gonna call? You don't wanna see my If you ever wanna see my bum rush, break out before you get beat. When I roll into the when I stroll into the when I bounce into the Time in the wicked with you, that man lost his damn mind in the wicked with you, love less. Kidnap a dime, not in looking with you. Now I must put his behind to the bum rub. Then through the shadows in the saddle, ready for saddles. Bring all your bones in, it kind of saddles. Behind my bum, all that hip in your dead, front and center. Now with my hip be at who that is, love less. Bow for your help, looking damn good though. If I can say it myself, told me love less is a good man. My outfit at he got his behind, looking damn good though. Get with you, rough rider on a buffalo man. When y'all class gonna see that Understand me, son. I'm the slickest they is. I'm the slickest they is. I'm the slickest we can wickest they is. So if you walking up the wrong tree, we coming. Don't be walking up the wrong tree, we gonna.